You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. And a very good morning and welcome to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to the original and only devoted Racing Pigeon Radio show in the whole wide world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia and our website address at pigeonmedia.com.au Southern FM website is southernfm.com.au We've got an exciting program for you today. We've got the Fed winner from the WPF and we've got two weeks of interviews with Fed winners from the WPF. A Fed winner that's won a lot of Feds at the WPF and another Fed winner that's won his first Fed in 20 years. How's that? So we'll hear about that. And we've got some more interviews and special guests. And also we've got our correspondents from around Australia. So stay tuned and sit back, relax for the next two hours and listen to the only and original devoted Racing Pigeon Radio show in the world. And that's Pigeon Radio Australia. Introduce our missing in action falcon. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese falcon. 600 years the falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. For the Maltese falcon. Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Mr. Tony Barbara, and welcome back. You weren't here last week, but you're here today, and uh, yeah, welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia, mate. 
Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, all the listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world, and good morning, Joe. <laughs> You've done it again. All right then. Good morning. <laughs> back folks let's give him a warm welcome back to pigeon radio australia introducing the one and only pigeon racing italian stallion joe angelino good morning mr joseph angelino good morning ivan good morning tony and good morning to our awesome listeners yeah how are you tony good to see you back mate what happened to you what happened to you last week tony i had a bit of a cold cough Cough. Cold. 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 Oh, he had a cold. He had a cold. Had a cold. That's good. All better now? Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, people people were asking, what were they saying? Where's, yeah, where's, the, where's the falcon? Where's yeah. the falcon? <laughs> Back to normal. <laughs> Back to normal. <laughs> and well uh, done, too, on the weekend. You had a good one? Well uh, done. Uh, not bad. I had two together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two good ones. Well done. Good on you. You've got an announcement to make. Come on. Okay, the VPO British Plate mm. replacement race uh, scheduled Tuesday the 20th of mm. September. Yeah. All birds with replacement rings uh, are eligible for for this race. Mm. So they're the blue ones. Mm. Yeah, the blue rings. Mm. So basketing... So this week is blue rings. This Sunday. Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. Sunday. So basketing is Sunday the yeah. 18th yeah. September from 3pm yeah. at Moreland Club Rooms. And, th- and they're located at James Martin Reserve... 75 Box Forest Road, Hadfield. Yeah, if anyone anyone wants to know uh, anything about the race, message me on Facebook, mm. inbox me. Guys, you've got my number. Yeah, just contact now, so me. So now's blue rings and then next week is another colour. Or the yeah, we'll talk after. about that. Oh, Let's okay. get this one out the way all right, okay. and then we'll worry about the next one all right, so all we don't right. confuse people. Now, you've got another announcement from the VPO as well. Yes, we do. We yeah, do. Come Ivan. on. You've got we to tell do. people what's going on, we've, you know. Well, I've, you know, condolences from Pigeon Radio Australia for a patron of Pigeon Racing. And I'm talking about Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II, who passed away last week. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, so uh, what what we've come up with, the VPO, we've decided to, in her honour, um, this weekend's uh, race from Hilston, our second Hilston race, we're going to um, have it, uh, a special race for her. Yeah, you're going to dedicate the we're race dedicate, to Queen Elizabeth yeah, that's right, we're gonna II. De- that's right, we're going to dedicate the race to her, we're gonna have a, and it's going to be called... Uh, the Queen Elizabeth Cup. Correct. So we're looking forward to that, mm. and um, yeah... Uh, the Pigeon Radio, the boys, we've just had a chat and we're going to donate that trophy yep. every year mm. from the Pigeon Radio. And and we're going to, yeah, we could probably do it every year, would you? Well, it would be nice. It would yeah. be nice. Yeah. We'll do it this year, I'll definitely. probably, all right? You've got probably. To give, uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. But I think it's a good thing to do because, you know what, I was watching all these, I was watching all these um, telecasts on TV, you know, we've been yeah. seeing it all day, every day, right? That's right. Now, they've mentioned the Corgis, 
They've mentioned horse racing, yes. uh, you know, horse jumping and all oh, that, yes, dressage yeah. and yep. all that sort of stuff. Because she was into horses as well. Beautiful. And she loved her horse racing, but she also really loved pigeon racing as well. Yes. And they don't mention it. It's a shame, isn't it? So I think that to put a bit of limelight on uh, Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II and her involvement in pigeon racing, the VPO's come up with a good idea of uh, dedicating one of their races every year this time of the year to Her Royal Highness. Beautiful. Looking forward to it, actually. Looking forward to it. Tony wants to say something. That's a nice thing to do. Yeah. She loves something that we love today. True. How true. Is that? Yeah, that's so, right. Pigeon racing. Good for yeah, it's good so for So it's gonna be called the Queen Elizabeth Cup. It sure is. Look yeah, like I said, looking forward to it. And we're very happy to sponsor the the cup. All right, well that's I suppose it. we get on with the show because we've got a lot of interviews Mark, and a few correspondence to present and I hope we can fit everybody in, you know. So All right, so let's have a we we'll listen to a song, you reckon? I don't even think we're gonna have time no, for that. No, we won't have time for a we'll song. So we'll, here's a word from our sponsors. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Stock produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. 551 Southern FM sponsor Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons in a health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035 Double nine eight one thousand and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor. Now you can listen to Southern FM on the go with Community Radio Plus, the home of Community Radio. The brand new app means you can listen in wherever you are. You'll also discover Community Radio's best podcasts and independent news. As well as listening via 88.3 FM, you can now support your community radio station by downloading Community Radio Plus. Get it from Google Play or the App Store today. While you're there, don't forget to leave five stars. 
Hi, this is Paul Stanley. Hi, this is Gene Simmons of Kiss for Rad. Getting drunk may be your business, but it's my business too, because when you get out on the road, my butt's in your hands. Get a designated driver. I don't want to die because you want to have fun. Remember, music lives, and so should you. Don't drink and drive. I want you alive. Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. A message from Rad. Recording artists, actors, and athletes against drink driving. Sounds Good with Donna DeMayo on 88.3 Southern FM is on every Tuesday at 6pm. It's filled with an assortment of interviews, talking entertainment, film, fashion, food, travel, live theatre and of course I'll be playing some of my favourite tunes. Looking forward to a chat each Tuesday at 6pm on 88.3 Southern FM. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Tune to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the original and only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia at pigeonmedia.com.au, and Southern FM is at southernfm.com.au. We've got some very important announcements to make here. On behalf of the VPO, the Victorian Pigeon Organisation. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from the Victorian Pigeon Organisation, we have the Secretary this week, and that's Mr Paul Burlack. Hello, Paul, how are you? And uh, welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Thank you very much, Ivan. It's a beautiful morning out there. Yep. Nice and sunny, 18 degrees. Doesn't get too much better. No doesn't get much better than that and with this weather that we've been having in these past few weeks it's a very good present to get some sort of weather like that yeah but the problem is we get that beautiful weather during the week but not the weekend <laughs> yeah that's true that's true all right paul well you've got some uh, results for us from you had the race on sunday we did, we did. Um, our, our race was um, held over. Um, unfortunately, at the uh, release point, uh, there was a fair bit of rain, so um, the Liberators uh, made the right decision to um, postpone to today, and um, um, all went well. Um, nice sunny day. Um, winners came from all directions, so that's a good thing always. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to, to the um, uh, people who placed um, high up the ladder. 
That's excellent. So, uh, yeah, tell us uh, your top ten from that race. Okay. Tenth uh, was um, Ren in uh, Chenzio from uh, Springside. Ninth was uh, our good president, Barry Vaughan. Um, eighth, um, Gary uh, Kalija and Son. Uh, seventh, Giselle Loft. Uh, sixth, Joe Angelino. Getting a bit sick of reading out that name. <laughs> Uh, I, I can actually spell it now. Gee, you can say it properly. Palagora <laughs> was next. Uh, fourth, we had Kay Angelino. Third, myself. Um, second. Well oh, good on um, you, Paul. Third, bad. Uh, thanks. Joe Galea from uh, South Wallen. Uh, congratulations to, uh, sorry, John, I meant to say. Um, yeah, John's been flying quite well um, uh, this year. Um, I haven't met John as yet, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. And first was Ange and uh, Elgin Alvarez um, uh, from Moreland. Uh, uh, a really good effort from from um, uh, that husband and wife and uh, congratulations yep. to them. I rang uh, Elgin earlier and he was uh, uh, pretty pleased um, oh, with the you. effort of that bird and um, yeah, congratulations to excellent. him and Ange. Congratulations, guys. Now you and uh, Mr Angelino here have got some big announcement to make. Yeah, look, um, I don't think there are too many people on this planet who haven't uh, heard about the passing of uh, Her Majesty uh, Queen Elizabeth. Um, look, uh, a lot of things have been uh, uh, detailed um, and, and lots of coverage of her life, her dedication to her country and um, nations around the world. Um, there's also been extensive coverage of her love for sports, for horses, hobbies, such as her love for her corgis and, and her participation in uh, uh, corby clubs and organisations. However, there's been little or no, no mention of her involvement uh, in pigeon racing, uh, her particip- participation in the sport. She's been um, heavily involved in that for a long, long time um, and, and she had a definite love for pigeon racing in general. She was a member of the Royal Racing Pigeon Association in England and was a patron of uh, several pigeon societies in England and uh, the Royal Family has since 1886. So here at the uh, Victorian Pigeon Organisation, we've decided to name next week's race from Hilston in Her Majesty's honour, and we've decided to name the race the Queen Elizabeth Cup. Now, oh, that's very good. Excellent. Now, the winner will be presented with an appropriate trophy. And look, if there's anyone out there, whether it be a business or uh, individual pigeon flyer or anyone in general who would be um, able to assist us with providing prizes for the winning uh, lofts, your participation would be um, announced here on radio. Yep. And it would certainly be much appreciated. Um, it's, it's all of short notice, so we're doing the best we can. Uh, to honour a member of the Pigeon Fraternity mm. and uh, none uh, higher and more admired than Her Majesty. Well, on the weekend I noticed that uh, at the race course for the horses they uh, they did something in honour of uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth as well. So I think that it's quite appropriate that a pigeon organisation in Victoria, as we all know, Victoria was named after her great mother, Queen Victoria, or grandma, grandmother I should say, to honour her and every Everybody, well, news has been talking about Her Majesty for for days and days and days now, and uh, I think it's quite appropriate that a pigeon organisation in Victoria holds a race in honour of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, uh, we, we we felt that we we felt that there should be some some recognition for for her participation and um, um, her support. Um, she's been known to donate pigeons to to various organisations, pigeon organisations, of course, um, and. Um, 
um, yeah, look, uh, she's shown a certain amount of kindness and appreciation to to the sport in many different ways, and we thought we'd um, honour her in uh, some way. Well, a couple of years ago, there was a school in England that was racing pigeons in the um, Royal Pigeon Racing Association. And uh, they had a bit of trouble with falcons and they, they lost a few of their birds and they had to um, step out of the racing for that season and uh, they got a call from the Royal Lofts and uh, Her Majesty uh, found out about what happened and she uh, restocked all their lofts again and got them back into business with the pigeon racing. How good's that? How good's that? So the, the, the lady really did love pigeon racing from a very young age, actually, because it's been in the royal family since the 1860s. This pigeon racing. Oh, there you are, yeah. And I'm sh- I'm sure that King Charles will uh, continue on the uh, tradition. Yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully so. It's it's been a tradition for so long, as you said. Um, let's hope that it uh, continues on. And um, uh, it's always uh, terrific to to see a sport that we really enjoy. Um, you know, amongst amongst uh, royalty and, and people high up. And uh, I'm going to do my best to get the message out there so that everybody that don't race pigeons know about that the pigeon racing fraternity in Melbourne, Australia, is going to do something to honour Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. That'd be fantastic, yeah. Hey, Paul, what we're going to do, Pigeon Radio, Pigeon Radio is going to donate the cup, right? We're going to donate, no. uh, donate the cup. So that'll be from from us, you know. So every oh, year, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, donate the cup. Oh, beautiful! Thanks very much on behalf of the VPO, um, and not just the VPO, but the Pigeon Fraternity in in general. Um, yeah. It's it's much appreciated, and um, um, it's just a little thing that we can do in appreciation of. Um, uh, Queen Elizabeth's uh, participation in in the sport that we love, and I'm sure in in future years the the uh, this particular race will grow and uh, we might be able to open it up to everybody maybe. You never know. You never know what can start from little things. Correct. That's right. Exactly right. Mm. That's one good thing about us. We always think outside the circle, which is great. <laughs> That's what I like. You're the innovators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, thanks very much and uh, looking forward to next week's race, the Queen Elizabeth Cup with the Victorian Terrific. Pigeon Organisation. Fantastic. Thank thanks, you very mate. much. 88.3 Southern FM. Local and live. That was a great interview from uh, Paul Burlack and the results from the Victorian Pigeon Organisation. And I did mention there to Paul that we're going to do a media release and I've written this media release and I'm going to read it to all the listeners now. And then I've got a little surprise for you. The little thing that happened on Monday after I sent this media release out on Sunday. So the media press release reads as follows. www.vpo.org.au Victorian Pigeon Organisation, VPO Melbourne, Australia in memoriam and respect to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II proudly presents the Queen Elizabeth II Cup to take place on Saturday the 17th of September 2022. In honour dedication and in memoriam and respect to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, to her dedication and patronage to the pigeon racing and the racing pigeon fraternity, which pigeon racing was also a sport that the Queen loved and remained the patron of several pigeon racing charities and associations in the UK. The Victorian Pigeon Organisation, VPO in Melbourne, Australia, is dedicating their next major pigeon racing event from Hilston in New South Wales to VPO-affiliated clubs and lofts in Melbourne, Australia 
480 kilometers, officially naming the event the Queen Elizabeth II Cup. The winners of this memorable Melbourne Australian Racing Pigeon Sporting event will be presented with a trophy cup donated by none other than Pigeon Radio Australia with specialised engraving in memoriam to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and a free entry into the Melbourne Run One Loft Race, the Meadow One Loft Race. Her Majesty was a fan of pigeon racing. In fact, she was such a big fan that throughout her life, she's maintained a flock of more than 200 of the birds at her Sandringham home. She was known to regularly visit the pigeon lofts at Sandringham whenever she stayed there. The Royal Lofts hold 160 mature and are currently kept in the lofts along with 80 young pigeons. Though some of these are stock animals, used purely for breeding, the majority are used for racing. In the United Kingdom, racing season runs from April to September, conducted by the Royal Racing Pigeon Association, with Her Majesty was a good and proud patron. Royal Racing Pigeons wear the Queen's cipher on their leg and travel in boxes showing the Royal Crest. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II was not the first royal to be a fan of pigeon racing. Her grandfather, George V, and her great-grandfather, Edward VII, were huge fans of the sport as well. The royal family's love of the sport goes back almost 150 years to 1886 when King Leopold of Belgium gifted the family racing pigeons, and they've had a close relationship with the birds ever since. Royal pigeons join the hundreds and thousands of other pigeons used by the British forces to carry messages during both world wars. Australian and British pigeons were in fact so successful at it that some received awards equivalent to the Victoria Cross for Animals, the Dickon Medal, for their services. For more information and media contact, please contact Paul Burlacht and myself, I put down there, and myself, Ivan Fonti, from Pigeon Radio Australia. And we did have a reaction to that media press release that I did send out, and Paul Burlacht was a special guest on the Drive program on the ABC. And let's listen to this recording uh, of Paul on the ABC, and this recording is courtesy of the ABC. Triple two seven seven four. if you want to remember where you were for a major event in your life. Of course, one of the reasons we are talking about that today is because we are speaking about the death of Her Majesty the Queen. A lot of protocol, a lot of process happening right now. We'll talk through some of those events today. One of the more interesting, shall I say, events that might be happening is coming up uh, very soon too, a pigeon race is going to be held in honour of the Queen this weekend. And there's a very good reason for that. Paul Burlack is the Secretary of the Victorian Pigeon Organisation here in Melbourne and can join you now. Paul, welcome to Drive. Thank you, Warwick, and uh, thank you for ha- uh, having me on. Why are you holding pigeon races in honour of the Queen? Well, Warwick, most people wouldn't realise, but uh, pigeon racing and the royal family go back a long, long way. Um, you can go back uh, some uh, 150 years when uh, pigeons were raced by uh, King Edward VII, who was Queen Elizabeth's great-grandfather. Um, followed by that was King George V. He also raced pigeons, and, of course, Queen uh, Elizabeth II, she took over and raced pigeons for most of her life. 
she loved her pigeons and she loved them that much. She uh, maintained some a flock of 200-odd pigeons at her um, Sandringham uh, uh, home for, for the majority of her life, yeah. So the Queen was a, a keen pigeon racer. Was she, was she a successful one? She sure was. She was very successful. Um, in England, pigeon races um, occur between April and uh, uh, September, and it's run by the uh, Royal Racing uh, Association. And Her Majesty was a, a proud um, patron uh, all her life. So you're going to hold a, a events in her honour. What are you doing? Well, we've decided to name our next race being from Hilston, New South Wales, uh, this Saturday, uh, the Queen Elizabeth Cup. Um, in saying that, I'd also like to uh, thank Pigeon Radio uh, Australia, uh, the executive producer there, Ivan Fonti, for organising the first prize, being the Cup. I've uh, been fortunate enough to see the Cup already, and uh, it's a magnificent prize. Whoever wins it will have it in, uh, you know, their pride of place for the rest of their life. Paul, can I just ask, what is Pigeon Radio Australia? That has piqued my interest. Right. It's a program that's run every week um, um, on 83, sorry, 88.3 FM. And uh, as I said, the uh, executive producer is uh, Ivan Fonti. So how many people are taking place in the, uh, in the Queen Elizabeth II Cup on this weekend? Right. We're hoping to have some thousand-plus entries. Uh, this Saturday, and uh, as I said, um, some lucky winner will uh, uh, be uh, enjoying uh, uh, the first prize, being that beautiful golden cup, which I've seen. And, uh, yeah, once again, thanks to uh, Ivan Fonti for organising that. How long does it take to f for the pigeon to fly from Hilston back to, to Melbourne or wherever it's well, meant to be flying to? Yeah, uh, that's right, from Hilson to Melbourne. It, uh, roughly six hours, but depending on weather, whether it's a little bit quicker or a bit uh, bit longer. But, uh, yeah, look, pigeon racing um, with the royal family, as I said, have been around for 150 years. And, of course, the British forces um, used uh, the royal family's pigeons to as messengers in, in, the, in the wars. And one of the famous ones is a pigeon called uh, um, Royal Blue. Now, that pigeon, upon release, carrying a message, was attacked by a falcon. Although injured, still continued on for 200 miles to deliver the message. How do you so, know yeah. it was attacked if it got to the other well, end? Well, it was attacked at release. Oh, okay. There you go. So it was yeah, so it still kept going. But, see, pigeons uh, are given an award called the Dickon Award when they perform great feats. So that pigeon obviously won that. We had two pigeons Australia that were awarded the Dickon Award, and that was during the Japanese attack on Australia. So, um, yeah, pigeons have played a great part in wars and, and for centuries, really, not just the last two world wars. Uh, and do you know, is, is there a, a specific type of pigeon that's the royal pigeon? Because there's many different breeds, aren't there, Paul? Oh, there are, there are, but uh, these are specifically racing pigeons. You have show pigeons, but they're not racing pigeons. They're not meant for that. They're meant for, for their different features and appreciation of that. But um, the, the racing pigeon is uh, is a pigeon that's uh, uh, very capable, you know, in flying, navigating, and has those sorts of skills. Well, it's been good to talk to you today. Good luck with the cup. Thanks for having a chat. Thank you, Warwick, and it was a pleasure. Uh, Paul Burlack, Secretary of the Victorian Pigeon Organisation in Melbourne. We're going to talk a lot 
about the pomp and ceremony and the different parts of protocol that are happening right here in Victoria, but also in the UK right now after the death of Queen Elizabeth II. But I bet you didn't think you were going to be hearing about a pigeon race being named the Queen Elizabeth II Cup. But it is taking place this Saturday, as you've heard. You're listening to Drive. It is 16 to 4 here on the program. Warwick along with you. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons in a health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. And during the week, because last week's show was just jam-packed and we couldn't fit people in, and I really wanted to interview this guy. So during the week, uh, Joe Angelino made his way over to my place and we recorded this uh, great interview with the winner of the uh, Western Pigeon Federation race from Coomba, which was a hard and difficult race to win, and uh, it was uh, Johnny Saggers. And Johnny Saggers is a good friend of Pigeon Radio Australia, always supports us, and I had to do an interview with Johnny Saggers. So here's that interview with the great Johnny Saggers from the Western Pigeon Federation. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the Federation winner from Coomba, and that is in the team of A and J Saggers, and we have Mr. John Saggers on the line. Hello, John. How are you? Congratulations on your fantastic win from Coomba on Saturday. Thanks very much, Ivan. Well done, mate. Congratulations, Johnny. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Thanks. And you did well with the other team as well. You got two teams. What did you get with that one, Ivan? Oh, you got 10 fed, Saggers Brothers. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. It wasn't an easy race to win, mate, so congratulations. 
Yeah, yeah, it's pretty solid. Just over a thousand metres a minute. Yeah, thousand and thirty-eight, I think it was. And uh, yeah, it's pretty solid all day. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's some. Yeah, it's, it's some pigeons really suffered. I only had three on the night out of twenty-three, so. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of pigeons home on the night. Yeah, it was a bit strong, wasn't it, that southerly? A bit strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you, look, you've got to have them sort of races. You can't have blow homes every week. You've got to try them out somehow. You don't clock them on the perch, Johnny? That's it, mate. Hey, That's listen. exactly right. Let me ask you, how did you get into uh, pigeon racing, and when did you start? Uh, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I had, well, uh, my dad had pigeons before I was even born. He used to race, and uh, even as kids, um, Robert and Keith's father and my father, or Alan and my father, and that, um, they all, they raced the Sagas brothers when they were kids. So, uh, yeah, it was actually, was, I was born into it, mate. There you go. There yeah. you go. It, there's always been a pigeon in the backyard, so... Always racing pigeons. Well, um, um, there was a few years that uh, my dad had off uh, when I was first born, but the pigeons were always there. Uh, yeah, they were racing pigeons, but okay. yeah, they they had stopped racing at that point in time. Okay. And then when I was when I was about six or seven, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we started getting into it again, and. Uh, Few alterations to the pigeon loft, and away we went again. Winning feds and all. <laughs> oh, not not back then. But oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Now uh, the the loft that I currently race out of, yeah, uh, which is the last this year's the last year I'm racing from it. Yeah, uh, it's, we've raced out of it. Uh, well, Alan's seventy six, and he was three when it was built, so it's been there wow. seventy three years. That is unreal. And it's still uh, it's still a good nick. Does the job. Oh, it's it's uh, it's been renovated a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it has done the job. It's been it's been wonderful. It's it's in a good spot. It's a um, uh, good area to, to raise pigeons from. Uh, yeah, so I know when yeah. I used to um, verify the birds and take photos. Um, I used to come there a lot, mate. You want a lot of feds in that loft. Yeah, yeah, there's been a few. I I don't know exactly how many, but yeah, there's been a few. Yeah. Do you think your results will be the same when you move to this new location, or? Uh, well, I I have to go um, more quality than than quantity. Whereas mm. before, I could afford to carry a couple of pairs that uh, I could, you know, try, you know, trial pairs and that will. I have to reduce that a little bit, and I have to put in uh, really, really decent pairs because I'm only going to have seventy in in the new loft. That's mm. all I'll be able to mm. hold. Mm. So I've got to be really selective in, in what comes in. Mm. But it's in the general same area, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. about, uh, I reckon, one and a half k's uh, north. Well, north you might have better. You might have better results there. Oh, I never know. Well, I might because this is where I live, so mm-hmm. I'll be able to spend the more, yeah, more time, time with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The lofts are at my mum's place at the moment. Mm. So, with this, uh, let's get back to this um, pigeon that you clocked. What bloodline is it? 
Uh, it's the, oh, sorry. the father's yeah. Hooven and, and the mother's Hermans. And, uh, yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And what about the second one that you clocked? Uh, the second one I clocked is the old uh, Gabby's. Okay. It's, it's got the Gabby, uh, all the Gabby's in it, that one. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, we'll probably yeah. see that one at the 500 mile if you put it back again, I reckon. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, it will go back again, that one. Uh, the Ted winner won't because it's out of that Hooven cock. That Hooven cock spread me uh, probably three Ted winners now. Mm. And uh, it was, I was second, uh, first and uh, I was like, yeah, first and second in the Breeders. No, second and third in the Breeders played yep. a few years back, right. and it's it's a half sister to that. And uh, the half sisters breeding pigeons mm. for me, so this is the first time I've got a uh, a hen that's a half sister to to that one. It's mm. a winner fed, so yeah, yeah I'll, no, I'll well, put that one away now. Well, I think because the gabbies they like the distance, don't they? Um. I can't get them to fly the distance, but I think that I go too hard with them too early. Where oh, this okay. year I've sort of, sort of been a, a little bit, yeah. bit light on them, so I'm just hopefully they they will go the distance for me mm-hmm. this year. I think they, I think it will because it's got in the top ten, and yeah, I think it might do all right for you that one. Yeah, yeah, it's not, a, it's not a bad pigeon. It's got, a, it's got a decent wing on it. So yeah, yeah I'm, you're probably right. It probably will fly the five hundred. Yeah, I reckon it will. Yeah. When pairing up your stock pigeons, do you uh, do you put winners to winners? That's that's my aim. I don't really keep a bloodline. I uh-huh. keep um, uh, I keep winners. I try and keep uh, winners together. It doesn't matter what bloodlines they are, and then if they breed on, that's I'll make uh, young ones out of them back to their grandfathers or uncles or aunties or whatever. And I just try and keep the um, performance side of uh, the pigeons ticking over rather than trying to find a bloodline that, you know, it breeds to a bloodline. It, I think you've got to keep too many pigeons when you breed to a bloodline. Yeah, true, true. Now, how about your feeding? How do you feed your race team? And what do you feed them? Uh, I, feed, I feed a mix that I buy from Rod Churchill. Uh, mm-hmm. I have done for about the last three, four years now. I find it very good. Uh, and then uh, basically what I feed is uh, I only feed once a day because uh, I start work at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And uh, I basically feed them whatever they want to eat after they've, after they've been out for a fly. Okay. So uh, I don't restrict them in any way. Uh, when I say that, if, if I see them slowing down eating while I'm feeding, I don't put a big heap in there at once or... I just uh, sort of drip feed them a little bit, and once they slow down a bit, and there's just a little bit left, I'll I'll, I'll stop feeding then. But no pigeon goes to bed, or go, yeah, no pigeon goes to bed uh, hungry of a night. That's good. That's really good. Now, what about your training? Can you tell us a bit about your training system? Um, it's pretty basic. This year, I I started a bit late, and that's why I think my yearlings. I'm not getting me yearlings. I'm clocking two and three year olds. Okay. Uh, uh, I started about eight weeks out, and um, yeah, I sort of hurried, hurrying them along a little bit. And uh, I think usually, if uh, I've I've had about maybe a dozen 
short tosses with the yearlings normally, but this year they missed out on it. Okay. So, so for eight weeks out, they probably eight or nine tosses before the first race. But that's that. This year is uh, yeah. I, I, I was I don't know. Yeah, I was just behind the eight ball a little bit, and I got got started a little bit late. Now you mentioned uh, two year olds uh, and three year olds. Do do you keep many? Do you fly many? Sorry. Well. Well, I have this year because I haven't been able to race them out the last couple of years. So yeah. rather than just get rid of them, I, I kept them there because really this, my stock loft has missed out on two generations of, of pigeons being put in there because I, I generally don't put pigeons away unless they've performed. So because there hasn't been no performance the last two, three years because yeah. we haven't raced. My, my stock loft's getting a little bit old. Yeah. And uh, at the moment, I, I've sort of – actually, on Saturday, I was just trying to work out a few that I could put away to, you know, get some young blood into the stock loft. Smart move, mate. Smart move. Yeah. Uh, you got to have young young, young blood in there. You know. Once once they get to about five years old, you notice you might be clocking – out of six young ones you breed, you might be clocking three of them a year or you – know, if you're not clocking them, they're, they're right behind the clock bird. But as they get older, it gets slower and slower, and you get you don't get as many. So you got to you got to keep the stock off young. I remember Alan saying that to me once when I was there taking a photo, and I asked him that question, and he goes, "Oh no, Joe, we don't keep old pigeons here because they won't." He goes, "We he turns we we turn them over." He goes, "I said that's good, yeah. very good." Yeah, 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 that's 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 generally what I, what we like to do. But there's some pairs they get they get to stay a bit longer because uh, they're yeah. you know uh, well they're still breeding one or two that that are that are doing all right, so they might stay. But once once they have two years without anything, then then they got to go. Yeah, you, you can't keep them no more. No, I agree. I agree. Now with with. Uh the day before basketing, do you let your team out? Or well, not the day before, uh, but, the, on the basket, day, the, the Thursday, basket, like I Basketing at night, I never let them out basket because I don't finish work until about 3 o'clock. Okay. And it's just too risky if I let them out, try and get them in, feed them up properly, let them have a drink and all the rest of it. So they'd never go out on basketing day. Yeah. Uh, but it's every other day, yes, including well, I let them out today. I've never had pigeons fly as well as they're flowing this year. I let them out today. That was including the ones that went to a race on Saturday, and they've all done an hour. So that is good. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and really good. it's not just around the rooftops. You know, Kenny Fawcett lives not far from me. I see him whizzing up towards Kenny Fawcett's place, and and yeah, just just everywhere. They're not hanging around the loft. So when the birds that's are flying, why I'm doing so well yeah, this year. That's that right. They are flying the roof well. That's right. If they're flying well, yeah, you do well. Yeah. yeah. So, do you separate your hens and cocks in the race team? What do you Generally, I do, but this year I haven't. Um, I just just running out of time. I don't know if it's old age catching up on me, or yeah, just I don't seem to have the time to be able to let them out. And then because I never, um, I always let them out together and then separate when they land. Yeah. But um, with Time being a little bit shallow for me, I've just left them all together, and it's made no difference, mate. You've won two feds, and yeah, they're probably happy yeah. all together. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah but it's only right. been the last couple of weeks that uh, I keep me uh, me two year olds um, and three year olds. They're separated. Yep. The, well, the cocks are separated from the rest. The hens, the hens can go anywhere, but the two-year-old cocks have got a pen of their own. Oh, right. And they don't mix with anything else. Yeah, no, fair enough. Now, how often would you would you medicate your birds, your race team? Uh, just I really keep an eye on what what goes on, um, especially after um, a race on on the Sunday. If they're home on the Saturday, uh, on the Sunday, I just keep an eye on the droppings to make sure they're still tight. Uh, there's plenty of down and uh, they're going on. If if I don't see the down or I don't see the tight droppings, then I'll, I'll medicate and I'll probably just use an acid first up just to just to clear the bowels out a little bit. And um, if that doesn't work, then I'll then I'll turn to um, you know. It's, something else, canker treatment or, or respiratory treatment, usually canker treatment first up. So when you say acid, you're talking about like mega mix or something like that? or Yeah, yeah, just a mega mix, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. No, no dramas. And um, how how was how would Johnny describe a fit pigeon? How would I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's, first of all, it's got to sit in your hand. It can't be... Um, can't lean forward, can't lean back. It's just got to have that nice balance about it. Yep. It's got to be uh, soft and silky in the feather, of course. Mm-hmm. If you haven't got that, then you just haven't got the health or fitness right. Um, under, I don't, I don't, I'm not really concerned too much about underneath, as as long as it's not uh, sandy looking. That's normally a sign of respiratory. Uh, the hen that I clocked on Saturday, actually, I was debating whether to send her when I caught her because she just seemed like she was a little bit tight underneath. Yeah. And uh, I thought, oh, you might need another week off. And then I thought to myself, no, you was, you was there last time you went, you know, not far off the pace. So I sent her back, and luckily I did because I didn't, didn't really have a good follow-up. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Very lucky, mate. Yeah. yeah. So, what what was your memorable moment in uh, pigeon racing? Oh, look, there's there's been a few. As, of course, uh, show off, of course. <laughs> yeah. When you're as um, good as you, of course. <laughs> uh, I always I always like the um, the time. It's a few years ago now. It's thirty years ago. It's, yeah. Uh, one hen won two feds in uh, in two weeks. She won two West Wylongs, actually. Wow. Uh, she, she, and not only did she win them, but she she became one of the uh, best stock hens I ever had. There and, you go. And then there was a, another 600-mile hen. My brother Mark, he'd picked it out from when it was a baby. And uh, he says, we're going to clock this in the six. And, yeah, we did. Geez, good judge of pigeon. Oh, my, my brother is, my younger brother is. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's not only – the hen that he clocked in the National a couple of years ago, he got second to Scott Hicks with. He picked that out the year before that he'll clock it in the National the following year. Jeez. How good's that? Yeah. Yeah, so I think we might ne- rename him Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. Now, where do you see pigeon racing in ten years, John? Look, uh, the way it is is uh, 
every week I look in the around the fed rooms and the people in the rooms they're getting greyer and getting older and getting frailer. True, um, true, true. You don't see too many young people. Um, yeah, so uh, look, uh, unless we can tap into some sort of youth to, to revamp pigeon racing, I, I can't. I can. I reckon we lose five percent of our the pigeon population a year. So, in ten years, we're going to lose fifty percent, mate. Okay. What advice would you give? Lucky last questions, my friend. Question: uh, What advice would you give a new flyer? Just keep it fairly simple. Yeah. Um, don't get too many pigeons. Uh, work on quality rather than quantity. Yep. And um, just listen with your ears. Ob- ob- observe, observe. Yeah. Observations yeah. are the best. And just, just. I think a lot of it's. You know, you can read a hundred books. And yeah. Yeah. Every, every book will tell you to do something else. You've got to work out with your time and and what you've got is what you can do, not not what someone's challenging to do or it's good to take advice. Yeah. But you've got to you've got to take that advice and try and work with that in what you've got. Fair enough. Good yeah. answer. Good answer. Yeah, so um <clears throat> excuse me. Um your uh treasurer, Mr Chancho, Matt Chancho. No, tre- my is treasurer? He, yeah, yeah, club, club treasurer, club treasurer. Yep. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. club treasurer, Matty, yes. Matt Chancho. Matty, yes, yeah. yeah he yeah. does an amazing job, mate. We uh we chat a lot. And um yeah, yeah he, he uh he's flying a very good pigeon this year. He he is. He's uh he's uh, him and uh, uh the Paulus boys. Yes, uh, they're flying a good bird uh, too, yeah. And and Watkins, if you have a look at Watkins' um, result in the, over the last few few weeks, he's he's doing really well. Watkins yeah, as well, really yes, well yes, they is. are. They got second, didn't they? Is yeah, that right, Ivan? Second. They second. got second. They won it Good the other them. week, so yeah, yeah. they're doing really well. Um, there's there's a few doing really well. Cashier and Howell, they're, they're they're in amongst it every week. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see. Uh, you know these these names like uh, Watkins and you know. So even well, look, Matt Chancho has been flying a good pigeon, flies a good pigeon every year. Any, anyway, but um, like uh, guys that live, um, where does he live? Watkins, uh, Ivan, Sunbury, like Sunbury, Wallen, and yeah. you know, and that, that's that's not an easy place to race from, you know. So when they get no, a good result, no, I love that. I no, love to that, see that. That's right. And look, even the guys down at Lara, they've been they've been getting into it this year. Uh, a couple of Werribee boys, they they're getting into it, and. Uh, so, no, it's good. It's spread out. It's not just not just coming into one area, which is which is good. It's, it's spread out. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, Johnny. We're going to love you and leave you. We want to wish you all the best for next week. And no um, thanks, guys. Good, good congratulations and good luck for next weekend's racing. Yeah, uh, no worries. Good luck to you guys too. Thank and, you. Thank um, you. We'll catch up soon. And if you win another Fed, you're back on. <laughs> Back on the radio. Back on the radio. I'll, I'll, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> All right, mate. All right, thanks, mate. See you, mate. See ya. All right, see you, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Across Melbourne, this, this is 88.3 Southern FM. FM. And right now, we have to break for the Southern FM National Radio News, and we'll be back after the news with more of Pigeon 
Radio Australia. So stay tuned because we've got some really exciting stuff coming up here on Pigeon Radio Australia. So we'll catch you after the news on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, quite exciting. We've got uh, the the uh, guy that's running the Meadow One Loft race, and he also does our VHA results. And I'm talking none other than Mr. Stephen Gazzola. Hello, Stephen, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. How are you, mate? Good. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. You've good. got the VHA results for us. Uh, give yep. them to us first, and then we'll talk about the Meadow One Loft race. Yep. Okay. So the VHA race from West Wylong. Yeah. Um. So I'll do the Top 10. Yeah. So, first were Hadar Brothers. Oh, excellent. Um, they were doing 12.36. Hoskin and Douglas. Third was A&M Bella. Fourth was Nick Lathiotis. Fifth was uh, Gary Mountjoy. Sixth, Trevor Bolke. Seventh, Ace Biliopoulos. Eighth, Tony Maslowski. Ninth, D Wettering. And ten, Peach and Suddy. Oh, excellent. Very good. And uh, what was the race like from the VHA? Was it a good returns, everything like that? Everything went smoothly? Yeah. Um, a few of the blokes come down here after they clocked and they said the pigeons were coming through pretty well. Oh, um, but I haven't spoken to too many. No. Um, I was a bit busy. Yeah, oh, yeah, you had a few... <laughs> What, how many people did you have there? Probably just over 100. And we're talking um, about the Meadow One Loft race, and you've got a result for that as well. You've got the winner there. And what? Just before you announce the uh, results, what's the, tell us the prizes. How, how many positions are you paying, and uh, what are the prizes? Okay, so we paid 30 positions. Yep. Uh, first was 75000 Um And we paid, or today we paid out 200 33000 in prize money. <laughs> How's that, Joe so, That is amazing. Well done. Well done. Excellent, mate. You're doing a good good job promoting pigeon racing. Did you have any non-pigeon flies there or any non-pigeon flies involved? We had probably about 20, maybe more, that don't have pigeons. They got pigeons bred for them. Oh, excellent. Um, they, well, one of the groups got in it last year. Mm. They weren't so lucky this year, yeah. but they're just happy to be involved and... They don't even have a pigeon in their backyard. They just love the concept and, yeah. Oh, very um, good. Good honour. Excellent. Yeah, now, well, so, you, got a, you got a result for that, for the for your race? Yep. Yeah. Give, it, yep. give us the just result. Bring it up. First was Wirico Racing and Lane Family from up Queensland. Oh, excellent. Second, Congratulations. They were well, doing well. Uh, 1125. Yeah. Then Butcher's Butlers down Tassie, uh, Mel Stand, then Chop Doc and the Professor. <laughs> Unreal. Gross <laughs> names. Doc and Love the names. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, fifth, Bill Gorman. Sixth, Terry Townsend. Seventh, Greg Wells. Eighth, Chopper Syndicate. Ninth, Lane Family. And tenth, Vince Araco. Oh, excellent. So, Congratulations to that. And those ten people, well, first first prize is what, 75 grand, is it? Yeah. 
So that was it was a pretty well nine hour fly for the first ones oh. and or over I just actually it was just before nine hours. Yeah. And I was amazed to see nine still come together. That's after awesome. All that time. <laughs> oh um, Steve, yeah. you want to read a few more results? Because that's I mean this is a good prize money and yeah. a good race. So you know, give the yeah. read out a few more. Read out whatever right. top thirty. You okay, pay top so thirty. Again. Read them out. Yeah. All right. So eleventh was Ajax Syndicate. Twelfth Main and Gat. Thirteenth Wharton Syndicate. Fourteenth was Grown and Wells and Howard. Fifteenth Gippy Boys. Sixteenth was Rees Lofts Queensland. Yeah. Seventeenth uh, William and Hunter. Joe Managat. Eighteenth Joseph Salahuddin was. 19, 20, Vince Araco again, 21st, Rees Lofts, uh, 22, Joe Managata again, 23, The Three Stooges. <laughs> oh, oh, way. Uh, I love it, I love 24, it. 24, Subin Maslowski and Basil George were sued as where. Where sued the sushi? Where sued the sushi? <laughs> Where do they dig these names from? Unbelievable, yeah. Sushi Mango, that's where we're <laughs> from. Oh, sushi that Mango. <laughs> Gina Fala and family, Alan S. Racing, Jason Evans, and Fred Lee Loss round out the 30 paid position. Excellent. Very good. So, 75 grand for first prize, and number 30 gets how much? 30 still got 1,000. Oh, that's Gee, awesome. That's all right. That's pretty good. It is. Excellent, it is. excellent. Yeah. Now, Joe Angelino, tell Steve about the special race we've got. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've got uh, this weekend, we've got the Queen Elizabeth Cup, and um, yeah, it's going to be. And uh, I think uh, Stephen's got a bit of a surprise for you, uh, Joe Angelino. And what's that? For Saturday's uh, winner, I'm going to donate another uh, free entry into next year's race. Oh, that is awesome. One lock race. That go. is awesome. Thank you very much for that. That no is awesome. Worries. Much, much appreciated. Yeah, and it'll pr- probably give a little bit of recognition for the Pigeon Fraternity because, as we all know, we've heard a lot about Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth in the past few days, but not much mention about her involvement with pigeon racing. So I thought because the horse racing have highlighted it, why not uh, one of the Pigeon Federations in Melbourne, Australia? Well done. Well said, yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right, and thank you very much for that donation, uh, Stephen. Thanks, That's great. No worries. All right, and we'll catch up with you again next week if you're not busy. Yep, <laughs> I shouldn't have as much to do uh, now. Uh, no, well done, mate. Good on you, and uh, good on you for promoting pigeon racing to non-pigeon flies. That's excellent. Yeah, that's even even better, yeah. That's well, that was, that was the whole point of doing this. Also, with Melbourne, getting all the feds together. Yep. Um, I got guys from every fed here, and there was no, we're better than you, and you're better than us, and none of that. Everyone was talking, getting on. Awesome. And, and if more uh, non-pigeon flies get involved... Mm. Even better. So um, when do you start taking entries again for next year? First week in December. Price of an entry? 350 and next year's first prize is going to be 100000 Ooh, wow. Jeez. Good luck for next year's race, mate. You know what I mean? So yep. you've, done no really good, you've done a really good job this year. So, yeah, good luck for it all next year. Oh, I suppose it'll yep. be bigger and better. Are you going to accept more entries or are you just going to keep to the no. limit? Um, I'm thinking around the 1500 And that's it, cut-off point 1500 yeah. done. Yeah. All right, so yeah. be, ladies and gentlemen, get your entries in quick if you want to be in it. And you've got to be in it to win it. 100000 yeah. next year. Yeah, 100000 awesome. mm. That's awesome. That's pretty good. All right, Steve, thanks very much, and uh, we'll catch up with you again for VHA results. No worries. Thanks for that, guys. Thanks, no worries. Mate. See you yeah. later.
Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Meat We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road Tulin Vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonti. Right now on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have from the Western Pigeon Federation and the Yarraville Club, great club that is in the Western Pigeon Federation, the Yarraville Club, and this week's winners from the Coomba race that the Western Pigeon Federation held on a Saturday, and we've got on the line Matt Chancho. Welcome, Matt. You race under the uh, team of M&N Chancho. Welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia, mate. And a big congratulations from me, mate, and well done, well done. Good on you, mate. G'day, guys. Thanks a lot. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good. And congratulations on your great win this weekend. Yeah, thanks. It was a pleasure, Matt. Yeah, thanks, 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 mate. Yeah, that was a good one, mate. Very pleased, very happy, and... Broke the twenty year drought, so yeah. twenty year drought. What? What do you mean twenty year drought? What do you mean? First, first Fed win in twenty years, mate. It's, oh uh, my goodness! It's, yeah, so it's taken some some effort to get it, but uh, yeah, we got there, eh? Good Maddie, on you, mate. Maddie, mate, congratulations. Thanks, Joey. We we talk a fair bit, and I keep telling you, you know, you're knocking on that door, and you're going to get one. You're going to get one this year. 
And um, oh, it just feels like it's never going to happen, though, does it? <laughs> but you've been flying really well. Like um, you know, you've got yeah. second, third, fourth. You're running, I think, fifth in the aggregate. Is that right, fifth? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, correct. Fifth yeah. in the aggregate. So um, you're flying a really good pigeons. Uh, yeah, really good bird. So yeah, congratulations, no, my friend. No. Yeah, thanks for that. No, I'm going all right. The consistency's there, so that's what I was looking for, and um, just trying to present myself up against some of the, the top the top boys. And um, so far, so good. So I hope we can keep it up. Well, you did say that you, it is your first Fed win, but uh, yeah. you raced uh, with your dad, didn't you, Nick? Yeah, w- yeah, we raced together under the yeah. same name. Um, obviously, I'm a second generation flyer, so dad, dad's won Feds before I raced. Yeah, um, but since we've been racing for my place together it's it's outright my first win here so um and i was sort of kind of i was just desperate to win one before my old man goes as some of you guys know he's got full dementia he's not that old and um i just want him to be able to maybe remember it or just acknowledge it so that happened it was it was a nice moment with dad and he came over to say we had a, a nice photo with the bird together and look it meant a lot to me a bit emotional about it and um yeah, that no, was good. I've seen the photos, Matt. They were beautiful photos. Yeah, Actually, yeah. No, he was he was happy. You know, I, I, it's a bit hit and miss with the dementia. Where he was going to understand it, he, he did. Thank God. Uh, he was he was happy. He was like a little kid in the candy store. Oh, he would be too. He would be too. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Ivan, I sent you the photos. Um, lady can have a look at beautiful photos, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Matt, let's start off with um, so. Obviously, we know your dad had pigeons, but how did you get in, into racing pigeons, and when did you start? I started. I started racing in two thousand and two uh, down at the Arable Club. Dad was was part of the Arable as well, so um, always knew those guys growing up as kids. Um, yeah. Kenny Forster, Larry Moores, and Cameron McDonalds and all that. Um, Dad, Dad's raced since the seventies, and you know what it was like back then. When you're a kid, there's no electronics and you're surrounded with pins and, and anything you can do in the backyard. And it, it's just been in me since I was a kid and always loved it as a little boy. And, and it's, um, here we are, 47 years old now. And it's, uh, it's like, it's just like a uh, poison, isn't it? You can't, you can't yeah. get rid of it. It's very addictive, isn't it? Oh, oh God. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it is like even my, my missus, uh, she never used to look in the sky before. Now she's been with me for like five, six years. Now she looks in the sky. Hey, look, 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 honey, there's pigeons. Oh, shit, good a family, family drive on the weekend, and you're forever looking up at the skies, even not on race day. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? Everyone does that. Every pigeon fly does that. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah it so, is. No. So with um, this pigeon you clocked, let's, can, yep. let's talk a little bit about uh, your pigeon, your bloodlines, yep. birds you keep and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I've always liked the long-distance stuff, but the, the, the changing face of the sport – you know, the European pigeons do play a big, big part. Um, I, I do have a good balance of both at the moment. Uh, the pigeon I caught on the weekend, father is a silver shadow um, cross Jansen, and then the mother is uh, a hen I purchased off Michael Portelli a couple of years ago. And and this is now a granddaughter of, of his uh, third fed 500 from 2019. Um, and, and look, they clicked well. They're, they're, they're going really well. I've had some good success already with Michael's pigeons. Um, he was a great help to me, um, as a couple of the other guys were as well, um, just advice and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I've got a good blend of, um, you, you know, the Euros and the old Aussie ones. But the, the Aussie ones, it's more the ones that are doing it, you know, in the six and 700 miles sort of stuff. So I, I think I've sort of got the formula yeah, down pat a little bit. So let's, let's see. There's still a few few races to go. Well, I predict you win another two feds, Mr. Chancho. 
four. All right. <laughs> two, two. Know. Okay, all right. Okay, another two, my friend. That's my prediction yeah. for you. Well, I had, I had Kenny Forster and Rene Cashier on Thursday night telling me I'm going to win. And I was yeah. like, don't, don't do it, guys. Don't get me hopes up. It's it's just feels like it's never going to come. And, yeah, both rang me up. I told you. I told you. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, 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 actually, Ivan said to me, he goes, Joe, Ivan, he goes, change my... Matty's got a really good one. He's got a really good one. And I said, yeah. he goes, believe me, he'll win it, didn't you? Yeah, I, yeah, I said straight oh. away when I I heard what yeah. time you clocked, right? Yeah. Because it was going around the traps. And uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I rang Joe and I says, mate, I said, Matty's got a good pigeon. I reckon he's going he's gonna to take this one out today. Yeah. I look, look you, you get the benzene on the benzene live. You, get, you win that or you're in the top three. You know you're going to do well in the Fed. What right. I thought. Had a good pigeon, um, Justin Tanalia. I thought, I thought he had a ripper up there as well, considering there was a South Wesley. Um, I thought he, yeah, that was a terrific bird he had. Oh, yeah, um, well done, Justin. Good stuff. Yeah, that was beautiful a good, bird. Um, but in saying well, that, Matt, uh, I think that the Yarraville clubs being a little bit of an, on the dominating side, you had like uh, Johnny Saggers last week and yourself this week. So, yeah. Yeah, we're swap, we're, we're swap roles this week. We? Yeah, no, look, the, the guys actually all been performing quite well. Johnny Saggers, I mean, geez, that guy's been hard to beat this year. You know, it's all, I think that might have been my first victory over him. Um, this year, and he, he's fine dining one as, as a couple of the other guys have been as well. Um, a, a Robbie, I mean, you know, sort of struggled a bit in the last few weeks, and uh, yeah, he's popped right back up again. And you never underestimate the old fellas, ain't they? No. Just got the knowledge and the wisdom and all that sort of stuff to to pull it off, eh? That's right. They fine tune them and bang, they're back up there, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, you've got to listen, mate. I've got to say this because I was a member of the Arable Club myself for one season or two seasons. Yeah. You've got a fantastic club, great bunch of guys, mate, and you really and you really have fun, and you help each other out, and you just stick together. And um, if ever I had to join the WPF again, mate, I'd I'd be going straight back to the Arable Club. I can tell you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, it's good to go. You know, the guys they're never short of offering advice or um, always helping out. Yeah, just you know, you can ask them any questions you want. We're always more than willing to help. Reno Cashier always. You know, giving sound advice. You know, he rang me up. You know, super happy for me. Every uh, member so of Robbie, that club, yeah. mate. Every member of yeah, that club no, are they're, really they're gentlemen of the sport. Honestly, yeah, yeah. And and they're they're souls guys too. You know, not easy to beat. And you know, it's working for me this year. It's, it's clicked and hard work's paid off. It's um been a calculated plan. And yeah, I'm happy. Well, I know you're not a. You're a hard trainer with the birds, you know. Oh, you and, have uh, to be. You have yeah, to be. Yeah. Yeah, you can't sort of um, – I think if, if you train them soft, you're going to fly soft sort of thing. And the other thing too is if you don't, those guys – you're just not going to keep up with these guys. I mean, they've, they've raised the bar to such a standard. Um, you either got to match that or you get left by the side, isn't it? Well, that's true. Well, look, Matt, year, mm. year in, year out, you're always up there. So, um, yeah. and you're always knocking on that door, but it's something just clicked this year, didn't it? Just clicked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at this. Even, even the start of last year, we got stopped with COVID and uh, I had a good start. Unfortunately, COVID put a bit of dent in that. And uh, uh, I had a few struggling years there four, five, six years ago, but that's when we found out um, Dad had the dementia. So I kind of had to put the birds in the back seat while I was looking after him. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's all coming together now. So, and, and it's super enjoyable. Loving it. I'm working from home now, so I'm with the birds a little bit more, which is pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. This is why it's all happy call, here, mate. Happy and, days. And this is why, like, this is why I call you uh, 
what, what do I call you, Mr. Portelli? <laughs> what did Matt, you call him, Mr. Portelli? I call, I call him Matty Portelli. No, Michael, I, I think Michael used to work from home, and um, now I'm in the same sort of boat. And it's amazing. You do see, you know, I, look, I, I base a lot of what I'm doing off. I set Michael as the benchmark. I mean, the guy's just a phenomenal flyer. And, and I, I sat back and had a good look at myself and go, okay, well, wh- where are you falling apart? Where are you weak? Then I look at the things like, say, Michael's doing Robbie, the Sagas brothers, these guys, man. I'm like, okay, there's worlds apart between me and them. And I've seen Michael at, at his place with his birds and the interaction. And, and it's amazing when you're at home working with him, you can see, I mean, it's amazing how you can see that they, they respond to you, much, much like a dog, you know what I mean? You call them, you talk to them. And they respond. It's it's amazing. It's a massive difference. Well, Ivan, you should see the videos he sends me. He'll be working away, and he's got pigeons over his on his shoulder. <laughs> and he goes, "Have a yeah. look at this, Joe." He sent me a video. The birds are on his workbench while he's working away. Yeah. You know, they're not scared. He's there. No, yeah, I know. It's, that's not, the same to me. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah, I've got the same unreal. thing happening in my loft. The same, exactly. It's, it's a, oh, it's I'm a, sitting on the phone in the middle of the yard, and I have a pigeon just land on my shoulder. Yeah, it's well, really it was a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't really find good. there was a hen. I'm like, it's not in the loft. Where is it? Anyway, I go in the workshop and think it's going to be back soon. And yet, where is it? In the feed bin, eating out of the feed bin. And it's, you know, it's got to go a fair way in my workshop to, to get to the feed bin. And it's like, okay, okay, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're unreal. Yeah, it's funny. They're, they're, they're unreal. They're, they're, they're just amazing animal, aren't I they? I think a lot of people oh, that yeah. don't know about pigeons really under, underestimate them. Oh, the intelligence is phenomenal. And, and look, I've been working from home. I've just seen it. I mean, we know that, but I've seen a different side working from home. Um, the, the voice, they just respond to your voice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're in the back of your house looking at me in the backyard, you'd think I'm an idiot. I'm sitting there with my head in the loft talking to them or, or when they're in the baskets, I've got my face right in there talking to them all the time. And I, I think these little things, they make a difference. You know, they, I've, I've seen Michael do this with his birds when I've been there. And, and and these things are flying for him, you know what I mean? They 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 respond. So he's exactly like a dog. It's um incredible. They're amazing, mate. They're absolutely amazing. Good. Um, yeah. Not only yeah, are they so. not only are they racing pigeons, and you know they race home, but they're also a pet. Yeah. They're also our pets. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, it is it's amazing though when you when you lose a good one, hey. Yeah, you become attached to them and you have a day where it's like get good returns, and for whatever reason, there's that nice one there that that's done well, and it's just not there, and. You're a bit somber about it. You always know um, about that one, aren't you? That, no, that stands yeah. out. Yes, for sure. Yeah, well, I think we've all gone through that. Anyway. We're oh, 100%. all sending pigeons to one, one too many races. and uh, 100%. That happens. So that happens. It does. It's sad, but it happens. Yeah. Anyway, um, so with uh, your preparation of your Fed winner, yeah. tell us a bit about your preparation. I mean, it's... You... I've, been, I've been pretty consistent all year with, with the way I've done it. Um, I mean... Uh, some of you guys know, I, I, I tossed solo by myself. I've only had one group toss, which was with Mark Tenalia. Um We happened to meet up there at the same spot by accident, so we put him up. Other than that, I, I tossed solo. Um, I tossed a Torquay by myself week in, week out, three times a week, sometimes twice, depending whether they need it or a bit of a back off. Um, and then there's a the time and place where I think they've got to go a little bit harder. Um, that came about a week and a half, two weeks ago, which I, I pushed them quite hard. Um for us about four out of the five days, I tossed them pretty hard. Then I backed right off. Um, and look, it, it paid dividends last weekend from Coomba where I finished fourth bed. Uh, unfortunately, I had a stinker in the Eureka Cup. I didn't get a bird home. I can't figure that one out. Yeah. And then I've come back and, and pulled up again. So, um, 
Yeah, they had a little bit of time off Friday, Saturday. Um, gave them a ripper toss today from Cressy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they'll have another day off and get back into it and, and start prepping for for the produce if we do get a race this weekend, weather looks ordinary. Um, then we've got Tassie, we've got a 700 coming up. So, yeah, it's a big couple of weeks coming up. But, it's yeah, a, look, I, I, I like to work on hard, Joe. You know that. 100%. Um, 100%. I think coming this time of year, I've learned backing off. Doesn't doesn't work. And there's always a time and a place. Don't get me wrong, but you got to you got to step up and, and you got to go hard. Sure, some are not going to hack it, but at this time of year, those marathon pigeons they're going to start to rise and come into form a bit. Um, and I guess it's about balancing the right pigeons for the right race as well. So rather than toss the whole lot, I don't toss the whole lot. I may leave some out. Yeah, and um, yeah. But again, it's it's all trial and error. Yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes. You know. Well, that's right. That's how we learn. You yeah. learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I've got, I've got good ears. You know, I listen a lot. I ask questions. I ask a lot of the senior guys. You know, if I feel like I'm struggling somewhere, I don't, I don't hesitate. And I'm not shy to ask, hey, what do you think? This is what I'm doing wrong. And a lot of the older guys always give me some good advice. And it's good to get a different opinion as well. You know what I mean? You ask five different blokes, you'll, you'll get different views. On, on, and they're all pretty much on the same path, but it's from a different perspective and you can put them all together and, and draw your own conclusions and then, you know, figure out how to move forward like that. But, um, and, and then there's younger guys too. We're all working together, um, quite openly. And, and that, that's, that's also enjoyable as well. And I've got a good duel going on at the moment with Joe Pulis. We're going oh, yes. like neck, neck and neck, goal for goal sort of thing. It's, <laughs> that's he's good. got me on my toes and, uh, that's good. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, a lot of fun. It's the, and that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? What you just yeah, said, oh, yeah, fun. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. So yeah. I so I hope you two have a lot of fun, you and you and Joe, and we'll see who who wins at the end. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's he's still got me in the. I think he's got twenty points on me. So Ooh. um, it's it's yeah yeah. God, he's he's a good flyer, and he's, he's been um, they've been flying a very good pigeon actually. They have. Yeah. Well, the thing on, is that when on. I'm getting him, I'm only getting him by a few positions, but when he's getting me, he's getting me by a little bit more, so that's how he's bridging out a little bit, so I'm like, come on, i got to keep going, I've got to keep Come on, <laughs> But that's good, the good thing is, you, you can't drop your guard, and you know it, because if you drop your guard, they're going to pounce. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, even even Chris Casher, I mean, he's flying a phenomenal bird this year, and and, and we talk a lot, and we, we cross-reference ideas, and, and, and even with Mark Tanalia as well, yeah. always throwing about ideas, and Trying to come up, uh, help me help each other as well. Yeah, it's um, even though we're competitors, um, yeah, we're not we're not shy to to shed ideas with each other as well. Which, which is good. I, I think it's great. Which is it's, good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, exactly. So, super. What feed do you feed your birds, and how do you feed them? Coming to you know closer you, to the race, yeah. you know. Yeah, I use Ian McKay's mix. Okay. Um, I, buy from, I buy that from Felix Slayer. Yeah. I've um, been yeah. buying that for six, seven, eight years now, something like that. And um, I've got the Purity Sprint mix and the regular mix, the heavy mix. Yeah. But the heavy mix, I haven't used yet. It'll be a little bit more as it gets a bit longer and a bit harder. Um, but most of the Sprint, I used. I do use a lot of the Purity earlier on. Um, but, yeah, I just I sort of balance it out with the racing and, and recovery and that sort of stuff. A little bit of a fine art, I reckon. Um, and we all do it differently for a very similar result. But with, I think with the McKay's mix, I've got a good feel of the particular grain and seed of the mixture for what I'm doing and the way they're training. And I do watch the way they train um, and go accordingly. Um, 
But I think that's an art in itself. It's not easy, is it, guys, the food? Um, and, and I think it is important. It does play a big part. Food's very important. Do you feed your yeah. birds till they're full, coming like the, no. to these races, you know, these um, longer longer races? Or do you? Uh, not really. Like that, they give them, they don't get cut short of calories. Yeah. But I was a former athlete. So if you eat to your full a lot, I mean, you're going to be obese and overweight, aren't you? Mm. All right. So no, I, I don't let them eat all I want. They eat the correct amount with the correct amount of calories, which is sufficient. So I also I do believe in overeating, but there's a time and a place where you can add a bit more. And, and like I give you an example today, I'll let them eat all they want today. Yeah. But then tomorrow it'll be back to their regular portions sort of thing. Um, like a human, guys, you know, sometimes you get a little bit hungry and you have a little bit of a pig out, but then back back to your sort of like a strict diet and calorie control sort of thing. Again, exactly like an athlete. I was an athlete for seven years, so I kind of adopt that same philosophy. Um, I think pigeons need little, little amount of energy, a little amount of storage to, to fly distances. So I don't think overfeeding is a good thing, um, especially if it's going to lead to sort of, you know, overweight, obese pigeons. No, I think the stomach, like a human, will expand and it'll require more to send that signal to the brain, hey, I'm full, you know. Um, but again, it's taken me a few years to figure that out. I think I've got that where I want at the moment. Yep. So I've just got to, got to figure out how to convert that now and get towards the five and 600 because I've, I've fallen apart in the 500s. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to turn that one around. So I've got to try and nail that. So it's a bit of new territory for me this year. Um yeah. Oh, I'm sure you will, Matt. I'm sure you will. So when it yeah. comes to pairing up, which is not long, not far away, Matty. We're getting close. We're getting really far close. Away. Do you um do you pair uh like winners to winners or do you concentrate on certain lines? How do you how do you, um, how do you pair up? Oh yeah, I like the way it's evolving now, now that the I mean the seven hundred I used to love that and it's been off the tables for a while, but getting back into it, Aaron McKay runs that. So I'm super keen to get that distance part going again, which I'll, I'll focus that separately. Um, and with, with all the sort of short to middle distance, even on the day, the four 500s, you know I mean? We don't get two-day 400s anymore, 500s really. Although we're getting close this year. Um, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I'm just, I'm making a bit of a family with some of the stuff my dad had created and some bits and pieces that I've got, like the Chatterbury Jansons from Johnny Goodwin. And I've done well with um, the Silver Shadow Balloons that I've got from Steve Cutterjar. Um, I've got a, a another Huben Fed winner that I purchased as well, um, and and now the recent like I bought some birds off Michael Portelli, which has been a super handy addition to what I've got. So I'm kind of trying to balance it out a little bit. Um, it's not so much a winner winner. I mean, I, don't, I mean this is my first win, so how do I do that? But it's more like the parents, the grandparents. You know, you can see the repeat performers, um, and just trying to get that balance right. And, and you know, some you click, some you don't. What doesn't perform goes immediately. Um, so there's already been a couple that haven't performed this year, and parents they've got to go. So I've got to move that quickly. They've shown no signs. So I'm, I'm pretty pretty brutal like that, um, and give something else an opportunity. So that's sort of where I'm at at the moment with it. Oh, very good. And let's take a break here, guys, and uh, listen to our valued sponsors here on Pigeon Radio Australia. We'll be right back after this. 
Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Meat We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale Open 7 days a week Telephone Peter on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 0732062568. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. And let's continue on with the interview with Matt Chancho. And when it comes to mm. breeding, what do you feed your your breeding uh, your stock birds when when uh, yeah once you've paired them up I and use, you've got youngsters? Look, oh, I, you I use them? a lot of peas. I use a lot of peas, yeah. and for about the last five years, I, I use the um, the pellets as well as an mm. addition. Yep. Um, I was using I can't remember which bag it was. I was selling it at Trusties. Um, the last two years, I've used Colin Walker's pellets, which. I think it's been terrific. So mostly, look, the peas are always there with the breeding, um, with the pellets, and then at the end of the day, I'll, I'll add some light seeds just to give the stockies a little bit of a bit of a snack and some some carbs and some fats and that because they're feeding, so it takes a bit out of them. But that that part there, I go as I go along. You know what I mean? I, okay. I give them what I think they need. Sometimes you can come in with a bucket with, and they come to you and they come out telling you that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And sometimes they're not interested in you, so if they're not interested, they're not getting it. But, um. Yeah, I, I think, look, my, my breeding feed is very simple, um, plenty, plenty of grit and all that sort of stuff, and um, yeah, just a bit of okay. care and a bit of love. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So with um, so with medication. Yeah. Tell us about your uh, medic. You know, how, how often do you medicate? Race uh, team, your race team. How often do you medicate your race team? Well, in preparation. Um, it's it, it's like it's systematic, right? It's not. I don't just throw it in there as an un, as a you know uneducated guess. It's, it's it's planned. It's calculated. I do it as I need it. Um, I do you know I use all the stuff we use. We all use you know all your turbosols, your doxy T's, or triple X and all this sort of stuff. And um, M true. I rotate M true and turbosol. Alternate them quite a lot. 
um, Mega Mix. Um, I, I worm them, the, the Baycocks and Moxie deck them. That I use systematically every month. I'm not getting caught. I got caught with um, Coxie once before, never again. Um, but quite often with, with respiratory problems, I get on top of it early in the season, you know, that, that May, June, July. I'm, I've got my eyes open for that. Um, if I get sort of stuck, Colin Walker has always been super handy to ring. He's always helped me out. So I always get advice of him. And um, so, look, I do use it. I, I don't just throw it in there for the sake of it. Um, but I, I do use it. I will use it. I do know a little bit about medicine and I use it with a bit of educated knowledge sort of thing. So um, be handy having a wife that's a nurse because I can always get good tips off her as well. Eh? Very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You're wrong there. Yeah. So how how often would you get your birds checked? Um, when Colin had his when Colin was at his uh, vet, I did it probably once or twice a year. Um, but as time's gone by, you get busy. I haven't. Um, I, I've had a good feel of where they're at. The main problems we do get. Um, if I get stuck, I will go. Um, I think the last three years I've only checked once, and that was I, I got Phillies to do a crop flush. And check the droppings. This was a couple of days before he left to go to Malta. Yeah. Um, that was just a bit of a. I had a little bit of a concern. I was a bit worried. My yearlings just were not clicking. They just weren't. They just weren't responding. So okay. I, that, but then again, I found out everyone had the same problem. You know, the two-year-olds were firing, and no one could get a yearling to click at the start of the season. The first three or four races. Um. So look, I did a test with Felix. They all come up came back good. So I just kind of looked at the way I was. I'm like, okay, well, everyone's giving these two-year-olds a crack. Um, I had to take a bit of a punt, the 240, so I just started to back them in. And even though they were struggling, I thought, well, I've just got to get them moving and get them to the races and get two, three races into them. So when we get to the sort of 350s, 400s, which looked like it was going to be a stiff year with all the South Wesleys we're having, um, hopefully they'll they'll be ready to go and, and uh, ready to race properly and yeah, it's worked worked well so far. So, you know, I, I do a lot of reading, a lot of research, and you know, I ask a lot of the old guys questions. You know, I, I don't stop asking questions. Um, so, you put all that together, and here we are, sort of thing. Yeah, beautiful. Now, do you use uh, do you use natural products like garlic, honey, uh, apple cider vinegar, any of those things? Um, I used to use apple cider vinegar. I, I use honey. I yep. use honey a bit. Yeah. Um, it's good, you know, it's good natural product. Awesome. I use um, I, I, I use a Mega Mix now. Uh, I like that. I've settled down on that. Um, but as far as natural products, I use Naturaline, which has come from Jason Stig in Sydney. Uh, that product's something to detoxify the blood and all sort of stuff, help the feathering. That's mm. this is the first year I've used that, which I think is good. Yeah. Uh, I, I see increased down feathering, and um, other than that, yeah. Look, the only other natural products, yeah. Uh, like I said, honey, apple cider vinegar. If I run out of Mega Mix, I won't. I won't show away from that. But as far as natural products, that, that, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and grit. I'll use the grits. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I use grits. Um, Do you leave the grits yeah. in the loft all the time, or just? Uh, I do, I do it in, in small amounts. Um, otherwise, when it sort of gets exposed to the moisture, and we've had quite a bit of this year, I think. Um, it, it sort of goes a bit off, and the birds don't want it. They want something fresh. True. So I'll put, true, them, true. I'll put them in a little bowl, I'll put them in layers, so I know that within a day they'll nibble away. Um, I, I take them. I take the grit away on basking day. I yep. think they need it on basking day. You know, it takes a little bit long, even though they, it'll digest what's in the crop, but still it's a, it's a, it's a heavy, dense um, substance in the stomach, and I think you want something quick digesting, especially early in the season. 
Yeah. Um, and I always take root away when they're on uh, antibiotics. Always. Always. Always, yeah. Because okay. it's, um, yeah. So, yeah. Fair enough. So, um, you know when your birds return from the race, mate? What do you put so, in, what was that? When the birds return from a race, your race team. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you... What do you put in the water and what feed do you give them? Uh, the first, look, the very early races, um, sort of under three, four hours, honey. I just put honey water. Just yep. it's got a good source of um, glucose. Um, this year I put electrolytes in the water a little bit early because we cop a few stiff ones, especially those North Easties were having. I mean, they were grueling a bit, even though they were short races. Um, and I, you know, I just sort of thought there was one of those races there. I think Ivan, you raced one of them too that um, – we had a strong northeasterly, and it took a lot out of them. So, I, you know, I put electrolytes in the water, and I've stuck with that on the Saturdays. Um, so they'll get back from the race. They'll have the electrolytes. And then the night feed, I take that away, and I put the natural one back in there, and um, which is like a herbal tonic. And, okay. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So they get, uh, other than that, they do get the multivitamins as well. Um, but on race day, yeah, electrolytes, because I want, I want the um, salts replacing their body immediately. Yeah, very good. Mm. Um, Maddie, how would you describe a fit pigeon? Oh, geez, I think if we, yeah, we're all experts, aren't we? How often do we get it right? Yeah, um, I know. Well, I, I, I think we know when something's not right. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. They, they kind of show you the signs. Um, and it's hard. I think when you're flying well, you can sort of, the birds are like on their toes a little bit. They're, they're sort of bouncing a little bit. They're, yeah, tight, tight feathering. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, buoyant, not heavy, definitely not heavy, and, and not not too underweight either. Um, just, just nice, nice and firm in the hands, and that's what I like. Um, it, I think tight feathering is nice and shiny. Obviously, shiny, you know, silky. All those little, just very basic stuff. I don't, I don't get too complicated with it. Um, you know, icy waddles, nice and chalky. You know. And it can't be can't be dirty. Yeah, if it's right. dirty, there's an issue. Just yeah. the really basic stuff, yeah. The really basic stuff that that's we all it. kind of all know. Um, so yeah, that's about where I'm at with that. Tony just asked me to, to yep. ask you about uh, eye sign. Do you do you do you believe in eye sign when pairing up or not? Uh, not really, guys. I think I, I think eyes are good to see where you're going. That's about it. Um, mm. I think like sometimes I I might put like a per, like depending. Depending on the family, I might put like a, a pearl eye with a you know, colour eye because I know that's <clears throat> the way they've worked in the past. I don't think the particular eye means this is the winner. Mm-hmm. If it is, I think pigeon race would be a lot easier than it is. We'd all know. Um, I think the the, eye, the only eye sign I look for is just a nice clear eye clarity, just just as in health-wise, yeah? yeah. Um, but okay. as far as an eye sign dictating the colour of the pigeon – no, I think I think we're clutching at straws and it gets that sort of stuff. That's just my opinion. Okay. Ten other blokes might disagree with me, but um, I think sometimes the race basket does a lot more talking than that. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Fair now I was going to say, what was your memorable moment? Now, obviously, this your first Fed win is going to be your memorable moment, correct? Yeah, look, look yeah, yeah, it is. It is because it was a long time coming. Yep. And and the other component was, like I said, my dad being ill um, and I haven't won one at my place. Yeah, so you know, was, he, he always used to come watch me clock. He's like, like every race was like a kid watching his first race, you know what I mean? And yeah, that's how that's it was awesome. all the time. But Beautiful. He doesn't quite get it now. Um, so it was really important for me to 
and emotional was when I told him he understood it, but man, yeah, I had a little bit of tear choking uh, back a bit, but that he understood you, it. Yeah, so look, it is. Look, I've had some other good memories too. My third pet seven hundred. That was a ripper, man. That was a beauty. That was a few years back now. Um, Tell us a little bit ago. about it. Sorry? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, go on. Oh, yeah, that was well, that was a ripper race. That was one of Godfrey Stevens' 700s. It was, I think, 350 pigeons, and there were six birds home at the end of the day, too, and only 13 home in, in race time, and I had three of those. But just to sit there all day waiting for it and um, watching it come, geez, it was, yeah, what a buzz, you know. Um the fourth bed, 600. See her drop in the morning, 5.59 in the morning. Yeah. And I had another another red hen. was 10th bed, 600. I clocked her at 5 in the morning. Well, those little things, they're the ones that anticipation where you're waiting. It's a little bit different to a short race, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So that's some of the good memories. But um, I think some good memories also have come when you're in close tussles with your mates. You know what I mean? Joe, we've had a few duels, you know. Of I course. Think I've come off on the wrong end of a few of those with you. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, nothing worse than losing to your mate. You know, Igor, Igor Topalovic, another one. He's but it's all in good, all in good fun, mate. All in good fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. But oh. you, you just, you just hate losing to your mate. So, so yeah. they're all good memories, yeah. Well, um, I can't call you bridesmaid anymore. Put it that way. Yeah. I used to well, give it to him all the time, Ivan. Oh, my wife's given me heaps for years. I've oh. been dubbed a loser, and she just gives it to me. <laughs> She sends me pictures of the empty trophy cabinets and there's your trophy cabinets. <laughs> what a beautiful so I've, I've got it. I've, 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 I've silenced her now. But look, what the, the Fed win. Oh, I had a mate said to me, hey, a Fed win is not everything. I'm like, yeah, because you've won one. I haven't. I just want, I just want one outright. You know what I mean? I just want to know that I was good enough. And, and I'm, yeah. And I, like, it's it's nice to have guys say, hey, mate, you know, you're flying well, you're doing well. And, 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 and be respected and, and know this guy, geez, you know, he's putting in, he's passionate about it, and, and had that acknowledged by others, which is really nice. You know, a lot of people wishing you well for this week. But, uh, yeah, really it was a big highlight. Really good. Um, hard race, this one, good one to win. Definitely wasn't a fluke. It's come off, I think, good form. So, uh, yes, I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Yeah. Look, um, you're a good family man. You're a good pigeon flyer. And people yeah. people could see that, yeah. So they respect that too. So Yeah, yeah. That's nice. That's, that's awesome. Thanks. Good on you, mate. Yeah. So um, just to got two, two more questions, Matty, and then you sure. can tell me to rack off. Um, no so um, where do you see pigeon racing in 10 years, Matty? Yeah, look, it's a hard one. I, um, yeah, look, I mean, forever, I started 20 years ago and you keep hearing this has got to happen, that's got to happen, and, and we've made no in, inroads to what they're saying 10, 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I think it's really important that people band it together. I, I, that doesn't necessarily mean they all have to be liberated together or up in the one truck, but just, just the, the, the community, the culture, uh, if we can create an environment that's good and, and friendly to people, that don't know about it yet, it'll help. Um, I think a lot of people are pushed away from the sport just through a poor culture, uh, unfriendliness and all that sort of stuff. So I think that's important. Uh, the Western Fed, I think they're, they're making some pretty good inroads to trying to do that. I can't expect for the Western Fed being in the Western Fed. Um, I, I think, yeah, look, oh, we, we've got work to do, you know, 10 years. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to, it's, it's, it's changing every 10 years. It constantly changes, but I think we all got to sort of, just get on the same path. Band and, together. And, and band together. Band like together. You, you know, like I said, they don't have to be liberating together or federations together, but if we can all be sort of friendly and supportive of each other, 
it'll be encouraging for, for new members to come and stick and stay with the sport, you know what I mean, and not be discouraged. I think that's important for 10 years' time, and, and that's the sort of stuff that's got to happen now. Um, you know, uh, look, I, I think the future, pigeon racing will never go away. It'll always be there. Um, and where it is in 10 years is up to us right now. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Now, um, what advice would you give a new flyer? A new flyer? Last question, yeah. Oh, I think that the advice I give to a new flyer is what Laurie Moore gave me when I first started. Don't let the sport become a chore or you're going to hate it pretty quick. Um, race to a budget. Um, enjoy it. it. It is just a sport and a hobby. Uh, we can all get a little bit obsessive with it and you know, we're sometimes we're our own worst enemy. But if you can find that balance, you'd be right. But I think definitely, um, yeah, don't don't let it be a chore, you know. Um that, that'll that'll kill it for anyone in any sport, really. So yeah, that was that was given to me by Laurie Moore. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. about it, man. No, that's good. Now your your kids. Just a quick one about your kids. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you do with them in the backyard once uh, when you have a you know when you go have a short races and stuff. What do you do? Oh yeah, well through COVID, Ivan, this was through your series actually, mate. Um, we were all in lockdown, so I gave them a little bit of um. Uh, a little bit of incentive. So we, we I might have sent 20 birds to your race, Ivan, the ones that you put on for us last year through COVID. Yeah, yeah. So I got my wife and my kids, so we all picked four birds each, and I put up 50 bucks first, you know, 20 per second, whatever have you. And and whatever was coming from the race, the kids would have their own ring numbers that they'd get to choose out of the list. And, um, you know, my son picked whatever bird it was. It's come in, and he's won the 50 bucks, and they were loving it. They were just, and they were looking at the Benzing Live, or, you know, who's got this, who's got that. And uh, so I, I kind of drew them in the sport a little bit like that. So they um, they enjoyed it. Where that goes, who knows? I mean, um, well, we'll see. But that, that was a lot of fun, you know, and especially when there's a little bit of money up for grabs. And uh, yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, when you told me, I thought, how cool is that? that yeah, is so good. yeah. Because we that all know, nice. we all know our, you know, we got kids and we all know what they like doing, you know. Playing there because oh, they, they can easily resent what you do because the amount of time you spend out there, and, and, and right. what they don't understand is, I mean, tell me if you guys have been in this position. You say to your wife or kids, "I'm just going to go and lock for five minutes, have a look at something." You come in four hours later, they said, "What were you doing standing there for four hours?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's like just looking and watching. I said, I "Wasn't it that long?" Was I? Oh, you want to bet? <laughs> exactly. So, How quick? So this way here through COVID and that series was like, and they were bored and. Um, I got them out in the backyard and, and, and they got involved and um, they got to see what I do and, and it didn't become such a drag for them either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was just trying to... Yeah, Has it rubbed off on them now since the COVID? Like now um, that we're out of COVID? Oh, my, da- my daughter, absolutely no. Um, my son, my older son, not really. The little one likes it, as they all do. But I don't want to push them, you know. My dad never pushed me into it, you know. So if they love it, they'll, they'll, they'll keep on, but... You know, like my oldest son's 16. At the moment, you know, he's found the girls, so yeah. that's where he's going. Yeah, he's looking for the other birds. <laughs> so, the other birds, you know, the, the good ones, the good ones. That so, is like, funny. The other, that ones, is they, funny. the other ones, they give you a headache as well. Oh, yeah. um, that is funny. So, look, look, they're always there, and if I get them to, to, to check on something for me, they always do it. They sort of know what to do. Um, and, and, and if it's something that they're going to love, they, they'll pick up on it on their own, I think. So I definitely don't want to force it because I think that's the best way to push my way. Um, yeah. Give your kids a I mean, shout out, mate. Come on, give you give him a shout out to your kids and your missus. Come on. Oh, oh, uh, Alexander's my oldest son, yes. and Charlie's a little one. Yes. He's 
my nearly 18 year old daughter and, and my beautiful wife, Elin. Um, beautiful. They're great, they're great support. So. How old are they? Uh, Eve's 17, she's nearly 18. Yep. Uh, Alexander's 16, and Charlie's 7. Beautiful. Actually, Charlie comes with me at Toss the Birds quite a lot. Yes. He likes coming to the drive yeah, and uh, he likes uh, opening up the baskets. Again, it's just um, getting involved so they don't sort of resent me. Um, that is really good. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny, you know. Ivan, I, I went to Ivan a few times, and I look, and the first thing he does, he opens up the back door, and out jumps his dog. <laughs> go, Rocky, what are you doing? He goes, come on. And he just, he loves it. What's he do? He's my tossing partner. Yeah. Oh, God, no, my dog would eat him. My dog's bad. Oh, <laughs> he sits in the loft with them, and they walk all around him, yeah. So. Oh, oh yeah. hey, I, I watched Michael Portelli do that with his dog. And he threw the tennis ball amongst them, and they weren't moving. And he'd fetch the ball and bring it back. And I thought, I've got to try it. I've got, to, I've got Jack Russell, yeah? Oh. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, just was a good idea. <laughs> he brought back the bird, yeah? <laughs> Did he bring I back never the went bird? on there. If I walk away, oh, oh man, they want dynamite. But, no. Well, my dog now, as soon as he sees me yeah. putting the birds into the unit. Yeah. And if and if I'm backing the the unit out of the driveway to back it into the unit, he starts crying. He knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, they're the it's best. Good. That's good. They're the best animals. The dogs, I tell you. I'm yeah. surprised actually, Matty, because I've got uh, one like yours, and you've seen what mine does. Oh, yours is terrific. I wish mine was like that. She sleeps with them. She does everything. You know, like, yeah, mine does the same. Yeah, they oh, crawl all no. over her. She'll be. Le- I, I was saying to Ivan, have a look at this. We're tossing the pigeons and we're yeah. driving. I'm driving home, and I go, I go have a look at this. The dog's in front of the traps. The pigeons come yeah. home and she they go over, walk over her. Yeah, I think, if I'm in the backyard, it's all right. Yeah, but if I, if I'm not there, I turn me back. Or if I'm in the workshop, my workshop is right next to what's in between my race off and yeah. then the stock off, right? If I'm in there and I can't see her. And then there's a late bird coming back and sitting outside. Oh, she'll she'll have a go. Oh no! But yeah. I, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, what do you do? It's in the nature, yeah, right? It is, well, yeah, it is, it is. But um, um, listen, Matty, it was yep. really good talking to you. I'm Thanks, very, guys. I'm proud of you, mate, for winning that Fed. Thanks, um, and yeah. like I said, I predict another one, not not one, two this year. All right, okay. All right. We'll see, mate. It's <laughs> some some tough people to beat, mate. It's not easy. I yeah. didn't say it was easy. I just said I predict. Mate, he's got two. some gun flies in his club. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, he's uh, he's got he's got everything down pat, and it's working for him. So. No, I think I think yeah. you'll do it. I think you'll do it, no, mate. Thanks, guys. I all appreciate right. it, man. Hey, all the Been best to you and your beautiful great. family, right? Yeah, and, thanks, guys. and yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. This is Community Radio, eighty-eight point three Southern FM. Southern, Southern FM. FM. Southern FM. Joe Angelino, you got to stop doing this to me every week. What do I do? So many guests, man. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you want? Otherwise, I have to extend the program another two hours. <laughs> <laughs> What are you laughing at? Mate, I mean, you said to them when I came, you said, oh, we need, let's get as many as we can. I've got you plenty. I've got you plenty. <laughs> I know. Oh, you, you tell me and I'll put a little bit You know what, I, because we can't even play music anymore. I don't know if people miss music. but No, I don't think so. I think they love pigeon talk. They want pigeon, pigeon talk. talk. Pigeon That's talk. It. No music. They love pigeon All right, talk. No music. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, next week, next week. We're going to have a special program because me and Tony, Tony, you're there, me and Tony are going to Coomba, so we won't be here to do the program. You're not going to be here? No. Okay. So I'm going to have to do... You're going to put a special edition together. Yeah, I'm going to put a special edition together. You will. 
It's going to be. All right, uh, we'll catch you not next week, but the week after here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. Stop the pigeon. 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 Stop the pigeon.